guess who is back? Me. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Shay, and welcome back to the Coffee with Shay podcast, or welcome to the Coffee with Shay podcast. Maybe you are a new listener, and this is your first time hearing my voice, and I am so glad that you are here, and to all of my returners, I am so glad that you've stuck with me through a very dark, depressive episode that has caused this podcast to be on hold for the last couple months, but I am ready to go, and I am jazzed, and I am happy to be back doing the thing that I love the most, and that is honestly creating content for the people who support me and love me. So welcome back, or welcome to my podcast episode labeled Mindset Shift. So let's get into the nitty gritty in a bit. First, we are going to obviously talk about what I'm drinking, what's been up with me, why I've been absent from this podcast, and why this is now the second season of my podcast and why I just abruptly stopped for a couple months. We're going to get into all of that. I've got some tea. I've got it all, and I am super excited to share with you all um, and just get started with this podcast. Season two, so excited. Okay, so what have I been drinking? That is shameful. It is shame. And if you know me and you're close to me, you would know that I own an espresso, and this is like my baby. My espresso is my baby. And so I have been drinking my Nespresso salted caramel latte. I've actually been drinking a caramel latte from my Nespresso, but here lately I've had a craving for a Keurig coffee. And I know I shit on Keurig coffee every chance that I can, but over Christmas break, I had this like two in a week, two week period basically, where I did not work and I was of course being paid, but it was like a break for us employees to just enjoy spending time with our families. And I'm so lucky and blessed that I got to spend time with family. So my partner's family, as most people should know, live in Florida. And so we got to visit Florida And this has been super exciting because uh, there's some news about Florida. And I'll tell you a little bit later because I don't want to spill the tea just yet. We're not ready to get into the nitty gritty yet. But uh, so I love to go to Florida. I love to visit them. We went down there and they own a Keurig. And so the only thing we could drink was Keurig coffee. And me shitting on Keurig coffee was like, no way. Okay, I'll try it. And so they got the Cinnabon pods for the Keurig, and they're so sweet and nice, and they got me my almond milk caramel creamer that I get from the store. So super sweet to do that. But I had the Keurig Cinnabon pod with the caramel creamer, and let me tell you that drink was fire as hell literally hell is less fiery than what that drink was and I know 
it's a Keurig coffee and if you are an espresso stand or a latte stand or whatever you have the espresso machine and you are literally shitting on Keurigs like me I get it I shit on Keurigs all the time and so I bought a Keurig off of Facebook marketplace it was like $40 just like one of the single mini Keurigs and we put it on our coffee tray and so I've been drinking a salted caramel and it's iced coffee because it's coffee not espresso just an FYI for those who are drinking Keurig coffee unless you get the espresso pods you are drinking a coffee like just coffee not espresso not a latte you're drinking like an iced coffee or just a coffee hot coffee so I have had the Cinnabon pods with salted caramel syrup and oat milk from Kirkland's which is really Costco oat milk Costco sells like a pack of six uh six containers of oat milk just like what they have at the at like Starbucks or whatever the the way it's shaped and stuff and they sell it and it's like ten dollars for six of them and it's lasted me like a quite a few couple weeks like I'm not even through all six of them I think I'm on my third one right now and I've had it for a couple weeks so it's definitely lasted me as someone who drinks coffee usually daily I enjoy it but salted caramel Tarani syrup with Keurig coffee Cinnabon pods specifically and I make an iced coffee and I add my oat milk to it and sometimes I like to describe Keurig as like light like it tastes light versus like espresso is like dark and harsh tasting um, bitter versus Keurig coffee is usually sweet and light. So that's why I've been drinking Keurig coffee because I've just been needing an iced coffee that's sweet and light. I especially like on my stomach and the way it tastes. So that is why I've been drinking Keurig coffee. I know I am a natural hater of Keurig coffee, but we are on our Keurig game right now and it's a whole new era of shy, whole new era. So that's what I've been drinking. What I have been up to? Okay, um, let me look at my phone really quick because I want to see when the last episode I did was, uh, I want to say like back in October was the last episode I did. Uh, so let me look. The last episode I did was October 30th. That's a really long time. <laughs> That's a lot to talk about in like the last couple of months. So the reason that I have changed, the reason that I made this episode called Mindset Shift is because in all actuality, the past couple of months I've had a really big mindset shift. And I've really been working on myself mentally while also trying to work on myself physically. And so there's been a lot of things going on in my life and a lot of things just happening. And so it's going to intertwangle, twangle. I don't know what the word twangle means. Intertwine, intertangle, intertwine into today's topic of mindset shift. And as the true ADHD queen that I am, I have to tell you stories about myself in order to relate to the topic and tell you all of these stories of things that have happened in a while. 
so back in August, I got a new job. And if you know me, you know that change is really, really difficult for me. I grew up in a childhood home where things were constantly changing and evolving and I had no control over the change. And so my sense of control was always lost because I had no control in my actual physical environment, no control over what I ate, no control over what I wore. I had no control over any of the situations that I was in growing up. And so oftentimes I felt very out of control. And so I did try to control the things that I could. So that's why, you know, trigger warning, that's why I have an eating disorder. That's why I have issues with change. And that's why it's very difficult for me to adjust when things are happening around me that I don't have control of. And I know this was within my control because obviously I accepted the job. And when I accepted the job, it was under the, under the influence of, I've always wanted to work at a university and my goal has always been to, in education, to, to work at a university. I had a university job back in college, my undergrad, and so I had a job on the campus while still being a college student. And so maybe like my perception of university work was warped, but I had a lot of fun being engaged in student life. I took a position that I didn't know a lot about and they hired me knowing I didn't have a lot of education on the position that I was taking. And I'm so thankful that they took a chance on me and they were like, we are going to take a chance on you and clearly you are the best candidate for the position. So, you know, that's why they extended the offer. However, I struggle with change and I went from a job where I worked 7.30 to 4.30, but I usually worked 7.30 to 3.30 because I didn't take a lunch. So I would leave early at school hours. I worked in the school. My supervisor wasn't next door to me. My supervisor, you know, wasn't near me. And so I was able to, um, have more freedom, more, what is the word, autonomy. So I had a lot more autonomy over like my time and my schedule. And uh, just because my supervisor was about 20 minutes away from the school that I worked at. To going to working at an eight to five where the schedule is very rigid, like it is eight to five truly at heart. Like in order to serve students the best way that you can, you have to be eight to five. And it was Monday through Friday, and I had just came from a summer where I was working from home three days out of the two days of the week. So I was working from home, remote. I had the opportunity to have remote work. And so all of this to say that I didn't take it very well when all of this change happened and I went from being able to wake up at six in the morning and also you have to think like summer was coming to an end too so we're going into fall season and summer is my highlight fall is okay and winter is like my downfall and so I'm blaming a lot of this on myself because it is not the actual like job itself it's not it's not the position that I was in. It genuinely is like my mindset and where I was at. 
So I spent all of summer really genuinely pushing myself. I woke up at six in the morning. I would walk most, I would walk pretty much every single morning, Monday through Friday. I would get up, walk, do my stuff that I was supposed to do, shower in the morning and then get my work done. Like be able to be logged in by eight o'clock. And on days that I went into the office, I still genuinely did the same six o'clock schedule. But we all know during the summer, it's light outside in the morning and it's light by 9 p.m. still. So I had a lot of time and opportunity in order to walk and do that stuff. So I like the hot girl walk. I think it's really beneficial. It's very healthy. Um, so I worked on a lot of mental health stuff. I also was just getting used to a new medication when I started this position. So I started taking Vivian's uh, for my ADHD and a bipolar medication, uh, which I'm not going to talk about, especially like during this episode, but I started taking bipolar medication and ADHD medication. So you have to imagine that just all of that really mixed together and like trying to learn to adjust to a rigid eight to five schedule you get an hour lunch, you have to be there eight to five. I couldn't just take my lunch at the end of the day um, and leave early, like I, it was really like eight to five, unless I had an extenuating situation in which I had to take my lunch early. They definitely adjust really well to like my therapy. So like on days that I have therapy, my lunch hour will be at the end of the day so that I can do therapy at the end of the day. So it's really worked out of still like being able to do my mental health. However, because I was traveling 15, 20 minutes to my job, I stopped walking. So I stopped getting up and stopped walking. It also was very dark out every morning and I had a walking buddy, but I still did not feel completely safe walking every morning. And so I stopped walking because I didn't have the energy to get up in the dark and walk in the dark. As we all know, when summer comes to an end, days start to get a lot darker and the weather was starting to really be crappy in the mornings, so a lot of things were going on for me. So I stopped walking, I stopped doing morning affirmations, so I have an affirmations journal where I would write in it every day like, I am kind, I am smart, I am beautiful, I can achieve anything, like really using that like I am language. And so I stopped doing that too because I didn't have enough time because I was waking up at like 7.10 to leave by 7.40 and get to work by 8 a.m. So sometimes I would take my affirmations journal with me, sometimes I wouldn't. So I was not doing anything for my mental health at all. Not a single thing except for taking my medication and keeping up with therapy. As we all know, uh, movement, especially for ADHD folks, has been proven significant uh, positive change in someone's life. So I know movement looks different for everybody and it should. It doesn't mean getting up and running. It doesn't just mean like getting up and lifting weights. It means like walking, trampoline, hula hooping, dancing, ballet. Like movement means so many different things and so getting movement in for me was very important except I was putting it on the back burner while I was adjusting to this new schedule and I cannot for the life of me understand like why it was so hard for me to get adjusted but it genuinely was very difficult and it was so hard on me 
and then I was also stopping doing all the things that improved my mental health so things were very slow for me and the way the model is structured for mm, for everything for like my position and everything um, it just was a lot <laughs> um, I was taking in a lot of knowledge because this was all very new to me and stuff and um, I have genuinely one of the best supervisors I think I've ever had and she is so sweet and so kind and she has done everything that she can in order to help me and in order to make me comfortable there and a lot of training and a lot of explanation and making sure that my accommodations are, are good and everything and she has genuinely done above and beyond I think that's what a supervisor is supposed to do but she genuinely done above and beyond and so I definitely have gone to her a lot talking about this like change was really hard for me this is really hard adjusting there were days that I go home and cry and so for me because change was so difficult because it is like change is just really hard for me especially when I'm new to something it's very hard for me to adjust like right now I'm doing an embroidery project and I'm not doing so hot on it and I'm not doing as good as I thought I would and so I'm kind of like this sucks and so I started to get into a mindset of like this sucks like life sucks for me I just don't boo hoo hoo me like this is really really hard this is difficult and so September I cried every single day when I would come home October I would cry every single day that I came home November I started to shift a little bit and then December I think I was crying a lot less if not not crying at all and so because I was starting to get adjusted to the change and I was starting to learn everything and I was starting to really catch on to stuff and I was starting to do a lot better in, in that and a lot of things did shift in me whereas I've always said that my dream has been to work at a university a lot of things have shift on where I find my purpose in life and in instead of like finding purpose and meaning in my work, which I do find purpose and meaning in my work, I would rather have like a meaningful life outside of my job. And I wasn't giving myself a meaningful life outside of my job. I was doing everything that was harmful to myself. Like I wasn't eating right. I wasn't mindful eating. I was binging on a lot of foods. And then there were days I was so anxious I couldn't eat at all. And so, I kind of yo-yoed a lot, a lot with, you know, my eating disorder and everything like that. And then my, my physical health was declining because of it, because I wasn't getting movement in, I wasn't eating right. And when you work an office job, you sit 80 to 90% of the time in your job. There's about 10% of the time that you're really genuinely up and doing something because you're talking to a coworker, you're going to the bathroom or doing stuff like that. So a lot of things shifted for me because I wasn't making time for myself. And so in December, I started to, and even November, I started to incorporate movement back into my life, um, going to therapy, starting my affirmations again, and, and really actively working for myself because I was in that depressive episode because change is hard for me. I put myself into a depressive episode and so I wasn't doing the things that were actively positive for me. And so I was really doing everything against myself and it felt like I was just an enemy to myself. And then a mindset shift started to happen in December where I was doing those affirmations. I was getting some movement in. I 
now wake up at 6.30 every morning. I get up, I sit on my couch, I drink coffee, I do my affirmations, I watch the news, I eat my breakfast, and I really like being intentional about my time. And I know that it sucks for people to wake up early and people are just not morning people and I get that. But if you're not setting aside time for yourself in the morning instead of just rushing around getting ready for work and yada 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 if you're not setting up time for yourself in the morning you're not being intentional about really uh loving yourself you genuinely need to be intentional about your time and loving yourself enough that you are like okay i cannot just wake up 30 minutes before i'm supposed to leave do something for yourself every single morning whether it's sitting on your couch, watching the news, drinking coffee, whether it's just having a coffee on your couch, whether it's just watching the news, it's scrolling on your phone, sitting on your couch. I don't, I don't care what you do, but be very intentional about picking something in the morning, just one thing and being like, this is what I'm going to do before I go to my job and I serve others. And so that was a part of my biggest shift that I had in my mind was I wasn't serving myself before I was serving others. And so I was putting others before myself. I was putting my job before myself and I wasn't taking care of myself and I wasn't saying I deserve love and respect enough that I'm putting myself first. And that's what people really need to understand is that putting yourself first and being intentional about putting yourself first is a good mindset shift that is a good shift. You should be shifting your mind towards focusing on yourself. And I'm not saying like you're constantly putting yourself under a microscope and stuff. I'm saying uh, respecting yourself enough that you're truly doing intentional things that are actively working towards progress for you, not actively working against you. So setting routines and habits that are actively for you rather than actively against you. And so for me, that's waking up at 6.30 in the morning, it's turning on the news, it is heating up my burrito, my breakfast burrito that I have every morning, it is drinking my liquid IV from my water, drinking a 40 ounce, I like to drink water before I have coffee because I got into a habit of drinking coffee, not eating, and not drinking enough water. So I like to drink a good amount of water with liquid IV every single morning while I eat my burrito. And then I do my morning affirmations. So I write in my book, like, I'm kind, I'm smart, I'm beautiful, I'm sweet, whatever you have to, like, whatever you truly believe about yourself. And maybe it is something that you need to work towards believing. Like, I am kind, I am smart, I am beautiful, and I accept myself, I love myself, Um, whatever it is, just making sure that it is very intentional with that I am language. But I do that, and then I like to start getting ready for my day. So I'll get do my hair, my makeup, my outfit, and then the one really big intentional thing that I like to do is dishes in the morning. So sometimes when I get home from work, just because I've talked to a lot of people and I've done a lot of things all day, I genuinely don't want to talk, I don't want to do anything, and I want to sit on my couch, veg out, and watch some TV. And instead of really like doing intentional things that are working for me, I work against myself. 
So it's really important that I do the dishes in the morning. I like to do the dishes in the morning, just sets me up for success and keeps me going. Um, and, it, and it's one thing I can be like, look, I'm proud of myself. I did one thing this morning for myself and that's really happy. And I'm happy about doing my affirmations and drinking water before coffee, making sure I'm feeding myself a nourishing breakfast. But really like a big mindset shift in mine was just wanting to do things that are actively working for me rather than working against me. So that kind of happened in December where I started to slowly get up earlier because I no longer wanted to wake up at 7.10 every morning, do hair and makeup, and then rush out the door to go work. Uh, no one should do that, if I'm being honest. No one should just, oh, I'm just going to wake up 30 minutes before I have to leave and then rush my morning and do something intentional for yourself or something that's going to set your day up for success. It's a load of laundry in the morning. It's drinking water before coffee. It's doing your morning affirmations. It is whatever mindset shift you need to make that is actively working for you and not against you. Because I know that we can be our own worst enemy and that's what I was. For a couple months of change and adjusting, I was my worst enemy and I was really focusing on myself and not putting enough intention into what I was doing and being intentional about things that are positive and things that make me happy. So doing something that makes you happy every morning before you go into your job means that you're putting yourself first before your career. And I know it's really hard to do because as someone who works in like a helping profession, it's really hard to put yourself first and really think about yourself first, especially when you wanna help other people. And I love the students and I love working with students and I love that I got to teach last semester. And I love every time I get to engage and engage with students. But I was not being intentional about things for myself. Like I was not being intentional about putting myself first. I was really putting my job and my career first and not really thinking about, you know, what I need to do to put myself first. And it was a change in my life where I had to adjust to it. And as we all know, that with change comes adjustment to your schedule. And that's what I did. I adjusted my schedule and I tried to get used to being on like a new schedule in, in a whole new environment and everything being you know, being in my office for eight hours a day, focusing on on students and stuff. So I really was intentional about like trying to build up my career and really focus on my career and learn all that I'm supposed to be learning in order to be successful. But it meant that I put myself on the back burner and I didn't appreciate that because I knew that I was actively doing things against myself and I was being my own worst enemy. And I was like beating myself up in my head all the time. I was constantly being like, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You know, you, you didn't walk today. How horrible are you? And like, I was just constantly berating myself and being really mean. And my head was just like full of anxious thoughts. And so I did talk to my psychiatrist and we did put myself on anxiety medication again in order to be successful, um, in order to be thinking about myself first, it was really important that I go on anxiety medication again, especially with such a big change happening in my life. So that was really like just super important that I was doing um, things that were really positive for myself 
and one of them was being on anxiety medication again. I just disappeared because I was in a really bad depressive episode, really bad rut in my life, and I really struggled with like putting myself first and, and being an advocate for myself. I was struggling with that, and I wasn't advocating for myself. I was always like, oh no, it's fine. Like I'll wake up at 7.10 every day and have 30 minutes and rush to get to work and and all this stuff. like I was just like this is fine this is fine this is fine I can do this I can do this and I wasn't doing that well like I wasn't doing a good job I wasn't taking care of myself and I wasn't focusing on myself I wasn't being intentional about being a good friend to myself I was being a really bad friend I was being a really bad person to myself instead of being like a good friend to myself I was just berating myself and being unkind and that's not the type of person I want to be. Now, do I love myself every single day? No. Do I accept myself more? Yes. Do I care about myself? Yes. And I should because I have to live with myself every single day. You have to live with yourself every single day. And you have to focus on yourself every single day. And you have to genuinely do what is best for yourself every single day and you should always be putting yourself first you know family and friends next job pets all of those things have a hierarchy in your life but who should always be number one should always be you okay i have talked so much i'm going to take a second for a brief ad and we're going to come back Thank you for listening to that ad. Just remember that I genuinely don't make that much money on the ads. I'm being honest. Um, I genuinely don't make a little lot of money. It's just like a couple chump change every once in a while. Uh, but it is still there because I still, maybe one day, maybe one day it'll lead to a lot of money. I don't know. Hopefully 2023 is the year of my podcast blowing up and I'm hoping that I have the ability to grow as a creator in 2023, which I kind of already have been growing as a creator in 2023. But anyways, so mindset shift. Genuinely things have shifted for me. In 2023, I am choosing to live delusionally. And you're thinking, like, why would anyone choose to be delusional? Like, have you ever heard of that quote that goes, ignorance is bliss? And truly, being ignorant, like, I'm like, just, just, I don't like the word very well, but like, being delusional to the world really works out in your favor. And for me, I was hyper-focusing so much on myself and, and I was like really being down and negative that I wasn't manifesting good things happening for me. And so in 2023, I was like, no, this is not happening. We are not doing this again. We are not having a repeat of 2022. And you are going to shift your mindset and you are gonna start thinking about how lucky you are and you're gonna start thinking about how everything works out in your favor. And everyone's been calling this lucky girl syndrome. And you know what? I truly believe lucky girl syndrome is such a key to a mindset shift. Changing your language to be not false positive. We're not talking about 
you know, being false positive. We're talking about like truly believing it, like everything is going to work out in your favor. And if it's rejection, then it's redirection. A rejection is just a redirection at the end of the day. And so you have to think of yourself as a lucky person who believes in themselves, believes that good things are happening and good things are in the works and believes that genuinely one day all of this is going to work out. And it will. I never thought I would get a university position in my life. I never thought that I would get a position that I'm in now. And now here I am living out one of my career goals that I have achieved for myself has already been achieved. I don't think about how lucky I am in order to be, I don't think about how lucky I am in, in everything that has happened and how much I've grown and how much change has happened in my life and how much I've evolved. And so I am so lucky and blessed and I am very grateful for everything that I have. And so another thing that I've really shifted doing every single night is I have a grateful for journal and I got this journal for Christmas and it was the perfect gift for me. And every day I write two to three sentences of something that happened in the day that I'm grateful for. And so those little things can be as small as like one day I got, I don't even know, what was it? Like I went to Trader Joe's. So one day I went to Trader Joe's and I was like, I'm the most luckiest person on the planet. I got to go to Trader Joe's and I was like super grateful for it. And I am so grateful I got to go to Trader Joe's and get all of my favorite snacks. And I love Trader Joe's. So I was grateful for that for that day. I was grateful that I had a day off and I was able to focus on myself. And so I wrote, I was grateful for that. I have wrote so many different things that I am grateful for. And every day I try to find one thing out of the day that I can be grateful for and that I can be like, yes, this really worked out for me. And I'm so happy that I had this one thing happen today. And I know that we have this tendency to focus on really negative things and I do I focus on really negative things all the time but we sometimes need to think about the grateful for things like the small things that lead to the grateful things that like lead to the good things in our life and we need to be grateful for those things and it can be as little as I had my favorite vegetable for dinner that's not little, that's a big thing, that's awesome. I'm so glad you had your favorite food for dinner. Like, that's exciting. And just finding something that you're grateful for in each day really helps you practice that gratitude and really helps you practice manifestation of you know positive change happening in your life. And I know that like we have bad days and it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have negative days but still trying to find some silver light out of every single day is so important and it's really helpful for your mental health to find something that you are grateful for every single day and so I try to find something that I am grateful for every single day and it's really helped me tremendously and I've been keeping up with the journal since January 1st I started it and I've been keeping up with the journal and we are now 16 days in and it's been super exciting for me because I look forward to writing what I'm grateful for during the day. 
one of the things that I did a lot over the summer is I would look at my partner at dinner and be like, what are you grateful for today? And him and I would talk about one thing that we were grateful for during the day. Usually his was, I'm grateful for you. And mine was like, I'm grateful that I had a good coffee today. (laughs) So just finding something to be grateful for in every day really helps wire that negativity, rewire a lot of that negativity and more focus on positivity. And so I'm not trying to talk about false positivity because you can just be like, I had a shitty day. I like, that's it. I had a shitty day and have a bad mental health day. And you can totally have those. Like it is perfectly okay to have bad mental health days. But I think that the biggest thing that you really need to think about is thinking about like, I had a shitty day, but there has to be one good thing out of this day. Like something good had to happen out of this day. Like everything cannot be completely shitty. And that's what I was really focusing on those couple months that I was like dealing with change was I was like, everything is shitty. Everything is terrible. And it's because I wasn't focusing on what I was grateful for. I was really focusing on all of the negatives and really focusing on like how bad I was adjusting to change. And I wasn't giving myself grace and love. I was giving myself hatred and I was literally being my own bully every single day. And I was not being kind to myself and being kind to yourself means finding something that you're grateful for every day. It's being positive about things. It is finding some silver lining out of every shitty thing that happens to you because I have been trying to find the silver lining in every single shitty thing that has happened to me in the past couple years. And the biggest thing that has really helped me is like, working through my grief too so if you're a person who's grieving working through that grief and allowing yourself to feel grief but also knowing that like keeping yourself in a state of pain and hurt is never going to bring back that person and so I wrote a journal article to myself and I wrote will being in pain every day bring him back will hurting yourself every day bring him back Will being shitty and miserable every single day bring him back to life? And the answer is no. Nothing will bring him back to life. And that's okay because I have accepted that he is gone and he will not be here anymore. And so moving on to an acceptance stage and allowing yourself to live a beautiful and meaningful life, even if our loved ones do not get to enjoy it with us. And I know he's enjoying it with me and I know that he is here and I know that he is present in my life. He is just not physically here. And I do understand that in order for me to be grateful for things, I cannot allow myself to be in pain every day. I cannot allow myself to hurt every single day. I do have to have those moments where I cry and I get and I, you know, scream or something like that just to get it all out, but I have to allow myself to still find silver lining in situations, and you have to do the same thing. Like, you have to find a silver lining in a situation because if not, you are going to continue to make yourself miserable, and the only way to get out of a situation is truly living a meaningful life and truly moving on from a situation that is how you create 
positive, happy change in your life. And I think we just are so used to, especially since the pandemic happened, like we're so used to being so negative and and mean and unhappy about things. But I, I think you have to really find something to be happy about. You have something good happen in every single day and you just have to realize what that good is. And I think really shifting that mindset from like boo-hoo me to like this was an opportunity to grow. This is an opportunity to be challenged. I was challenged. I was growing during this situation. I was changing and evolving and, and I was becoming a new person. And instead of focusing on that person that you were, you really need to focus on the person that you're becoming and really not going boo-hoo-hoo me. And it's okay to feel sorry for yourself and to have moments where you're like boo-hoo me, but you can't stay in that state of mind every single day. You cannot stay in a victim complex. And I am trying so hard to not be in a victim complex every single day and being the victim because yes there are times when you are the victim of a really shitty situation but there are a lot of times where you put yourself into the victim situation where you put yourself into being the victim and you're not truly the victim out of that situation and i get it and i'm really telling some harsh truths but i'm telling myself this and i'm telling you you listening to this i am telling you that you are not always the victim and you cannot continue always being in a victim mindset because you will never grow and evolve into being a better person, always being the victim of every situation. And so for me, in order to deal with grief, I had to take myself out of being a victim of this situation. I had to really take myself out of that situation and really grow and evolve and say, okay, it is okay to be sad about this. It is okay to be depressed about this. Like. Christmas and stuff is always going to be hard for me. However, I spent Christmas with one of the best families that I have ever been a part of and they had did everything they possibly could in order to give me a magical Christmas for the second year in a row. They have given me a meaningful and passionate Christmas and instead of staying in a victim complex and being the victim in the situation, I allowed myself to be happy and guess what? I was actually happy on Christmas. I felt happiness about the holiday because those around me didn't need to be my punching bags because we often, when we're depressed and sad and upset about a situation, we turn those around us into our own personal punching bags. And you should not be making yourself a punching bag and you should not be making others a punching bag. And so it is really, really easy to turn them into a punching bag. And while they may not be the cause of your pain, you are causing pain to them. And so for me, in order to really be present in the moment, I had to put my hatred for Christmas aside and say, no, I'm gonna have a good Christmas this year and I'm going to have a good time this year. And I did, and I had the best time at Christmas. I enjoyed being with my family and being my soon-to-be family and being with them and enjoying them and being present in the moment and giving my partner a good Christmas. And that's important to me is giving my partner a good Christmas and giving my family a good Christmas and being present for them because no matter how sad and depressed I am, nothing is going to bring that person back. <laughs> 
And so I have to realize that I have to move on with my life. Moving on with your life is very important, especially in grief. Moving on is important in any moment. Maybe you're not grieving the death of a loved one, but you're grieving a life that you thought that you had, a life that you once had. Maybe you are grieving that person you used to be. You're grieving the loss of a career. You're grieving the loss of you know, a significant other, a pet. Nothing is going to bring that back. And so what you have to do is you have to realize that you staying miserable and unhappy is never, ever going to make that situation better. You know what makes that situation better? Your mindset shift and being a positive, grateful person for the things that you do have, even if you have lost things. Feel that grief, allow yourself to be present in that grief, and then be like, I'm going to move on because I cannot stay miserable my entire life. I cannot be a miserable person. As we all know, it is really hard to be around miserable people because they bring other people down with them. And so if you don't want to be the person that's bringing other people down with you, you really have to take a moment and be like, can I continue being miserable? Can I continue being in this state of mind? And how do I move on from this? Yes, I'm grieving who I thought I was, but who am I now? And figuring out who you are now. And so that's a good mindset shift is figuring out who you are now. And instead of always grieving who you were or the loss of a loved one or the loss of a relationship, really focus on being present and building up a sustainable future for yourself. I have talked absolutely so much and this is like one of my longest episodes, but I'm really passionate about this mindset shift. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me rumble on. If you would like a part two to this, I would absolutely love to have a part two to this. Um, Thank you for supporting me and loving me and being so kind to me, but I am so excited to continue progressing and continuing to be the best version of myself, and that's who I want to be is the best version of myself. So I hope that you also want to be the best version of yourself in 2023, and let's make this a really good year and really put ourselves first and be intentional about always making sure that we respect ourselves. That is all I have to say. Thank you for listening. Until next time.